0: Sunday morning in Las Vegas. Just after eight o'clock, I'm Brian Feldman, and this is Out of Line. We're here same time every week. Fox Sports Radio, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM pre and eventually post-pandemic flagship of the Vegas Golden Knights. Also here, co-host Caleb Herring. Last UNLV quarterback to lead the Rebels to a bowl game and eventually
1: broadcasting
0: UNLV football if. It ever happens again.
1: Yeah, we'll see. The season looks dire right now. Well, if they have a season,
0: you'll at least be there. You'll be one of the few fans. That'd Uh, be great. Maybe they'll let you clap this year because there's nobody else to clap. I'll make
1: the uh, the own. I make my own crowd noise to to give people on the radio waves the the immersive feeling of being at the stadium. (laughs) We'll uh,
0: the sad thing is they might be able to hear you on television. And, and there'll
1: just be golf claps. Yeah, That's it, it'll, all that's it'll what, be. That's what it'll sound golf like. Claps golf claps for touchdowns. I like it. Field goal, just <laughs> get the, uh, the good old attaboy.
0: <laughs> also here, producer Chris Magnum Chapman. Uh, now the producer and co-host of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Radio with Ryan the Hockey Guy. Weekdays at 3 and about to restart his duties covering the Vegas Golden Knights starting tomorrow, but you're not gonna be down there tomorrow.
2: No, I'm uh I'm gonna lay low a little bit. I'm I'm really in and you know, people could call me Snowflake or whatever they want. I'm really in no hurry to be in places where there's a lot of people
1: indoors especially where air is circulating well, cold we're, air we're, circulating. We're, I
0: don't
2: have to be like did
0: they just yeah. discover somewhere it was airborne somewhere or something yeah. like that? they've been talking they've about it's maybe more airborne yeah. than we thought yes yeah. exactly so, so it's not it's it's a little more aggressive That everyone's saying oh it needs our help maybe it doesn't well, maybe the, it can the get in is without is our it's help.
2: mutating so yeah. I don't want to mess with anything that's mutating. No, yeah, me, me neither. The United States is mutating. Also,
0: <laughs> 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 the guy responding to all your, of today's uh, social media questions and comments and, of course, practicing social distancing, we'll call it in the green room, is our intern and social media director. The <laughs> The only intern in the country with his own theme music. Hey, the show is also streaming on the LV Sports Network. And if you're brave, you can see us on Facebook Live. The page is called Out of Line. That's O-U-T-T-A-L-I-N-E. You can also follow the show on Instagram and Twitter. Check out StreamYard, man. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, The pages are called, that's at Out of Line on Fox LV. One more time. Out of line on Fox LV. And since the show is live, your calls are welcome. The Fox Sports Residential Bank Corp. Studio line is
1: 702-876-1340. Hi, this is Bubby, and it's time for What's on Tap.
3: It's worth anywhere from 250000 to 300000 maybe 400000 top. Wow. But can you imagine how much of a loss if he was to sell? How much he, How much of a loss he took on this ball? It's incredible.
0: What's on tap? Sponsored by title sponsor, Residential Bank Corp. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing the home you already own, Residential Bank Corp is the company to turn to for all of your home financing needs. Residential Bank Corp funding America one neighborhood at a time. On tap, the guy you just heard, that is TMZ Sports, Michael Babcock, will be joining us on Fox Sports, uh, on the Fox Sports Residential Bank Corp studio line in a few minutes to talk about everything from the declining value of Mark McGuire's 70th home-run ball to Patrick Mahomes hitting the casino in Reno. Shocking. Maybe $50 million a year reasons why to hit the casino. Although I don't know if the guy's gambling or not. But um, I I wouldn't. Why? I I mean, well, well, here's the thing. I mean, think about it. (laughs) If you think about Patrick Mahomes right now, why would you gamble when pretty soon his bank account will have more money in it than every progressive jackpot combined at the casino? Think about that. Every if he hit every progressive combined at the casino that night, he would still get less money than he's going to make next year. Well, you could always have more. <laughs> I remember you can You can't argue. He probably hit the progressive jackpots too. That guy talk about uh, uh, the Midas touch. You know right what? Now. It was
1: funny. Like people were like, "Hey, you should have played baseball when he came out." Like him and I think uh, you know. There's a couple of quarterbacks that have had that option. Yeah, actually. Taylor. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray. Kyler yeah, Murray, he had yeah. that chance. Uh, mm-hmm. uh Russell Wilson also and I mean they're they're doing well for themselves. Yeah. I think, you know, I trying El- out John so well for, for Chad Henney. Yeah, no. not Chad Henney. Chad
0: Henney maybe went the wrong direction, but you know, yeah. I mean they they also advised out of college Danny Ainge to play baseball too and that didn't work out too well, but yeah. he ended up going to the Celtics and making Yeah, I think
2: <laughs> I think Danny Ainge is the only person to ever play in the NBA and, 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 major, league and, and major league baseball. Yeah. You know, people talk
0: about some of the greatest athletes of all time. Oh, don't do it. Uh, you know, you Don't you better not, Brian. All right, I'm not going to do it. Thank you. I can't stand Danny Ainge, but when you can play no, two professional no, sports. No, no, no,
1: no, stop. It's, I said don't. Okay. Don't. It's not
0: like he's playing be- golf and, or, or excuse me, like bowling and cornhole. Stop. I okay. If he's he was like bowling and cornhole. Stop it. Okay.
1: He,
2: he was playing golf with Jordan, remember?
1: Danny <laughs> Ainge, I'm just going to be clear. Danny Ainge is not even in the top 50. All right, I'm going to ask you this question, and Magnum,
0: you already know the answer. Can uh, Can Caleb beat him in a game of one-on-one? Absolutely.
1: No. <laughs> Anybody that you guys throw out there as a challenge to me he's from he's the fifth grader going to school down the street you know what, to I, I, Michael Jordan, yes, I can beat them. He 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 has said it in the past, right? I mean, Asia Wilson, let's go. Yeah, on let's go. What I, I have there's no hesitation for me. Any one of these well, people wait, wait, there were there was one. was like
2: that? the UFC fighters. You you have no I I don't want them. to
1: fight them. No. No. Yeah. If you're talking about playing a sport that's in my wheelhouse, like yeah. if you put any of those UFC fighters on a basketball court Lunch, you, t- you, t- you I'll, don't I'll don't tear my apart step step the him Yeah, but not now. never the yeah. octagon with yeah. anybody. Yeah. I'd be hesitant with anybody in the octagon. Even Amanda, That's not for even me. Amanda Nunez. Oh, That's she's not. She's Especially, yeah. she, uh, I'd be like a. She would a the zebra crap out in of the clutches all four of
0: us at the same time. <laughs> what
1: about
2: the two of you guys? <laughs> in that? the
1: octagon.
0: Oh, he'd kill me.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'd kill him. He's
0: old. I'd pay. I to mean, see I'm that. old. I'd, so, pay so, yeah. I would, I'd pay to see that. I'd pay to do it. He'd kill me. <laughs> 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 what that, what, what, take a senior citizen to yes, town. Oh absolutely. my god! Yeah, well, give me back to my prime, then I'll take the challenge. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, also, a couple of things besides that we'll be talking about today. Obviously, uh, the Golden Knights start training camp tomorrow morning, and um, it's open to some media members. Uh, interesting, Mags and I will talk a little bit about that during nightcap in a few. And the NBA is in their bubble, and when we get Michael Babcock on, we'll find out that J.R. Smith isn't just taking off his shirt. He's talking a lot now. Uh, the newest member of the Los Angeles Lakers complaining about uh, the accommodations in the bubble. We'll talk about that and a lot more as well. Reach also. Rondo
2: not a fan of that. Yeah,
0: either. neither. Well, I'm sure a lot of them aren't. Come on. This is not with the life they're used to.
2: Little Thank you.
0: Baseball is in spring training. They're fully going at it, and a big name tested positive yesterday, playing for uh, one of the most prestigious sports franchises in history. So I guess that will let you know which baseball team that is. Plus S and B with C all on the way, and that's what's on tap. If you're looking to buy a home or to refinance the home you're in. Uh, choose a company you can trust, Residential Bank Corp, funding America one neighborhood at a time. Well, guys, I don't know if you got a chance. We were talking right before, and you didn't get to see the UFC main event last night. I didn't either. Um, I did see the highlights. I watched a little bit of it online as well. And, you know, it turned out to be, I think, a hell of a fight. You know, it went the the distance, unanimous decision. And considering that they changed fighters like a week before the fight, because, um, what's the, Gilbert got... uh, uh, he tested positive Gilbert for burns, tested positive, positive for coronavirus, for, for coronavirus. Yeah. and so a week later they put together probably a better fight. It's the debut on Fight Island, and uh, you know, um, Abu Dhabi, I mean, that's where we're fighting now. What did he pay well, for that island? I well, think it's the you know, yes, I mean, island it's, he paid, like, what, five how, or six How million much do to-
1: islands cost? I, f- I feel like there's a lot of people that just purchase islands. First, I didn't know that there's just that many islands for sale. Then, how much do they cost? Where Dana White has enough money to buy an island. This island isn't a small little island. They've run a Grand Prix race on this island. I mean, it's big. It's it's
2: crazy. The UFC, remember, I mean, what did it sell for? $4 billion. Mm -hmm. So clearly, the the people who run UFC have. A lot of tons of money they don't right. pay.
0: The fighters don't get any money. So is the
2: island in UFC's name or is it Dana White's name? I don't think it's in Dana White's name. It's probably it's probably like, in, in a, like a joint in corp- business venture in a corporation yeah, like in, yeah. that is like, owned by Dana White. You got right, to talk, right, okay. talk about the, to the mortgage guy over here, but yeah, yeah. I'm it, telling there, you right now, it prob- is. In, and you know what? Because it's in Abu Dhabi, I'm guessing they don't have to pay any tax no. on it. I
1: probably don't have the word mask. It's in some either. kind
2: of a trust. <laughs> I will guarantee you that, It's in some kind of Dana White
0: Trust Foundation or something. Uh, it, oh, it, like the Clintons. And
1: uh, I'm sorry. I'm way, over, I'm all over the place. Sorry. I, 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 I so
0: think with a couple million, we'll buy an island. We can do the show from there. I don't want the the, the
1: assumption around islands these days, I don't want to have an island. Yeah, you I don't know know want what? people the, to start rumors about y- y- me. Y- y- you're, you're probably I'll leave it alone. Islands aren't a good subject. Hopefully, there's no video. Private private islands. Jesus.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, no videos, no high schools either. It's, right? it's hard not
1: to talk about it. this country's really in a bad spot right now. It's like it's like it's like, it's
2: like the, the, what you just brought up is like the twelfth most no- um, notoriable thing. No- yeah, I can't. That's not even a word. <laughs> Notable thing that has gone
1: on like the last two months. Yeah. Like, Twenty twenty can it's like twenty twenty somebody found Pandora's box and opened it and then all the horrors of the world are spilling out on the twenty twenty right now. It's, well, like it, it, it's, it's disgusting.
2: It's 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 just so hard to wrap your mind around it, right? Like yeah. like Kobe Bryant <gasps> passing away in that helicopter oh crash. It seems like it, forever. See, it ago. seems like it was like five yeah, years
0: it ago. Yes. Oh my goodness. It really does. I mean, it just it's so diluted. Yeah. because of what happened yeah. right now I mean this is all that there is and uh here we are back in uh, phase one again with the bars closing down on Friday night at midnight yeah, the casinos I don't yeah the casinos, casinos that, are open you know? and if you have a restaurant in your bar you can open people just can't sit at the bar so
2: they'll go there they'll order some celery and get dr- get completely wasted sitting well, at a table yeah. you know like and 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 I'm, I'll preface this by saying I've I'm I like Sisalak like I feel like he's done the best job he possibly could do. However, I have a real issue with this. Like, to me, you need to punish the people who aren't in compliance. Like, you don't paint that broad of a brush. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that there's a lot of bars that are complying with the regulations and the mandates. Why are they being punished? Because other bars aren't. Like, I, I was reading about grocery stores. Like, one grocery store was saying that, they, that, that they're not enforcing it because people are coming in and they're just taking it off. Yeah. They don't serve them. Yeah. Listen, you're a private enterprise. You have the right to tell people. I guess
1: the only the only thing I have an issue with this whole systematic like thing is that there's never been a clear definition of what essential is and what isn't. Well, and I think yeah. that if to to in someone's eyes, their business is essential because it's their life. It's well, their I, life. I,
2: and I understand when, when when he was asked about the construction, like, oh, why why? Yeah, you, like construction. Well, still, like still I don't. Good. I I can't put another one hundred thousand people out of work. Yeah. You, yeah, has, you have to respect and it just, that.
1: It just, but it just feels like, uh, you know, selective destruction when it's your business that goes out of business. And that's uh, the thing we can't be n- non-empathetic about is that for some people, they have been able to, especially in this city, make a killing, a a very good living off of their business. And it has been deemed non-essential. And that closure of that business has meant the basically end of their life. Like, well, at like the well, end of the I life mean, that they knew is especially you know, the swallow. next month. This And this next month is where we're really going to start feeling the impact because all the forbearance programs are, yeah. are, are ending, that the, the assistance isn't coming them. anymore. They're, they're going to have to. I, and, and the thing is, I don't know what this country's track record, if they're going to. I don't think that you know the, the capital gains will be – uh, less important than human lives, well, and at that, we've some point seen you can't extend them.
0: I mean, there's only Absolutely. so much you, to go I, around, and, and, and you bankrupt you bankrupt the country yes. if, you, if you keep well, continuing but in to the, in do the that. same That's, respect. What happens to people that literally can't afford the whole thing? And we've is, done the, we've, done, know, this I'm, I'm, no, we've we done this dance in sim- 2000, in 2007,
1: 2008. We've done this dance, and it's happened, and I don't see it not happening again. A similar dance. Well, the
2: the said the said reality of this is: had the federal government from the beginning. Like Dr. Fauci said earlier in the week, and and I I know there's a lot of people who criticize him. They're idiots if you criticize this guy. You know what? He's gotten some things wrong, but to have him constantly on attack, the man's been in that position since 1984. He has forgotten more about infectious diseases than these YouTube experts will ever know. And the thing is, like he said this week. You can't have 50 different plans. Yeah, We are too big of a country. There is too much a divide. So had the federal government, like in every other industrialized country in the world, guess what? You want to know why the NHL is going to Canada? Because Justin Trudeau and their federal government—
1: got their crap together and, and, and it's not they even say,
0: they they were organized yeah, it's cool. not even it's just the response
1: about organization it's and, not even just a response part it's the being ready part yeah. like our federal government failed to be ready for this that yeah. and that it's it, a task they, that was they, up they to them. states
2: against each other yeah
1: and it's ridiculous and that's what that's what happens when you don't have you know single payer system a because you don't, you don't have a single payer you don't have a single payer initiative when it comes to health concerns you have a competitive market when it comes to keeping your people healthy and that's very irresponsible of well, the president Every, of a and that's country and the country.
2: That has crushed this curve.
1: Whether whether it's
2: Canada, Germany, Spain. I mean, look, it it, it was rough in Spain and Italy for a while, but but they've they've gotten a lot better. Austria, Japan, Taiwan, South Korea. They all have socialized medicine.
1: Yeah, yeah, and Norway,
0: Finland. Guess what? Yeah, you know, and, I hated the concept of socialized medicine initially, probably because my dad's a doctor. You know? yeah. So I was looking at it from a different perspective. Right. Now, when you have a situation like this, it makes so much more sense because what it is is it's organized, socialized, socialized medicine. It's systematic.
2: I lived in so, Taiwan. It, it was so, it was the best healthcare I've ever seen it, in my in life. In certain
0: yeah. instances, it doesn't make sense, but right now, it, it it's making a world of sense. Literally, a world of sense. Except here in the United States, where people are capitalizing yeah. on a, infection disease. Our country as a whole is, is capital. It, it, we we bought un, all the stock, and
1: now they've bought all
2: the rems, rems for Yeah, years yeah. Of, yeah.
1: So, like, if, if there is a cure, we're going to own it, and, yeah. and the whole world's going to have to come crawling us to beg. Which is which isn't know. right. It's not right at all. But I, I get, know, get it. I get capitalism. I get how the it entitlement works. is ridiculous. Yeah. It's, and, well, and it's, it's, and it's not absurd. just the
2: it's not just the the medical profession. The entitlement. No, of course not. It's across the board. I'm not going to wear a mask. I mean, listen. I I I'll put this in I. In a sports analogy. So I see people say, oh, well, a mask doesn't work. Well, it's let's hypothetically say it's 75% effective. If I'm making bets on football games and I'm hitting those at 75%, I'm winning. <laughs> I, I I am better than the best handicapper on the planet. Yeah. If I'm hitting seventy five percent about it. And the bottom
0: line is the mask when you cough, it's not gonna go six feet like your normal cough would. Maybe it goes two and a half feet. And, I and, mean that's gigantic, a huge deal. Well, the, the, the
1: minor inconvenience that a mask is on your day to day life, and this is just when you're going to the store or going to these places that you should be going because you should be just staying at home, and if you don't have to go anywhere, stock but the, up and go out once in yeah, a couple. The weeks, the minor man. convenience, the minor inconvenience of wearing a mask is not worth the fight that people yeah. are putting up. I, if you're talking about you don't want to get a vaccine that you don't know, and you don't want to put that in your body, that's a whole different area of of willingness to fight I think for for your rights as a person to to live your life the way that's different but you're talking about a mask a 15 minute worth of of a grocery trip wearing your mask and you're you're going to throw a hissy fit and and demand you know your your rights are being infringed upon over the mask like if we're at that point as a country where we can't even say hey there's a chance this might be working and we're going to try to help some other people out put your mask on please and that evokes this, this oh, my Fourth Amendment is being violated, I'm going to yeah. call, I'm going to sue you for, you know, the Disability Act and all these kind of things when you have no idea how none of that works, Yeah, and you're just starting to fuss they, they
2: don't have any idea how because
1: of your entitlement, and that that's the most annoying thing about it, is that, it, do I agree 100% that masks should be mandated? Do I think that we should be fining people for not wearing a mask? No, I don't think so. I, sh- I don't think it should have to get to that. I think that we should be responsible enough to say, hey, this might work. Let's try it. Let's see what we can do to help. And this, as simple as it is, putting a mask on is something that you're going to fight over. Like, save your energy for a better fight, like, you know, the police brutality and all that kind of stuff that's going on in this country that really is affecting lives. The same people who are anti-mask are also blind to police brutality. Yeah, it's not a coincidence, I don't think, but... You know,
0: why don't you just take notes, as Chris mentioned, a bunch of other countries that, that have socialized medicine, but again, take notes and work on doing it right. You know, I've always said living in Detroit, it used to amaze me that I would go across a river... And on one side of the street, if you're walking around late at night, you're going to get killed. On the other side of the street, you could lay down naked. On the other side of the river, in the middle of the street at two o'clock in the morning, and no one would bother you. It was amazing. And I said, "Why don't we just go across the river and try?" And look what Windsor is doing. I mean, they're right across the river. Yeah, it, it was amazing. that well, numbers. why, numbers in why can't we have, l- have,
2: have just? Fall off of a cliff. No, no,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. but but the point is, is why don't you just take notes and do it instead of being of so instances. pompous and just saying, you know, our rights are being violated. Yeah. Can you imagine how entitled Roman citizens must have felt after like 5,000 years of being a troll? Look at what we feel yeah. after 200 years. Yeah. It's unbelievable that, it's, that it's we're this crazy. entitled of a country. It, it's it's a joke. And right now, you think of comedians in Asia and other – we've got to be the brunt of everyone's jokes. They're well, all listen, writing I mean, jokes based we, on Americans right are, now.
2: We are, like, legitimately banned from entering, like, 150 countries on the
1: planet. Well, like it they, sucks because I really want to go there. Like, I really want to just – this was my year to travel. I, Me too, you know, I'm brother. turning 30 Bro, this next I was, year. I was, I was like, supposed
2: like, to be at the Olympics in two Yeah, weeks. yeah. I had I plans.
1: I had they were big canceled, plans, but – Yeah, I had big plans for this. 2020 and is just remember the pandemic. No to the, all of it. the
0: pandemic hit and our shutdown two days before I was supposed to leave for That's Costa Rica. Right, yeah. so I remember I mean,
2: sitting with you at the Mountain West basketball tournament. And, yeah. and
0: considering that that would have been my first trip in 12 years, I mean, you know, I'm pretty bummed big. out about it. Could it was big, big, big for me, and uh, you know, yeah. a lot of us, a lot of us have this going on. And and how long, you know, when when when? And, you know, and again, I keep asking the question, you know, normality. What is normality going to be? What's it going to be?
1: I think the normality will be that COVID is just a part of... What happens It'll be in, in life the history now. books it's one day? Not even, not even in the history books. I think COVID is just going to be around. I think no, it's going to be one of those things. I, I, that's like I think it's we might get it, a vaccine. It, it will we go might away. Right. I, I just don't. I just don't. And expect as a society,
0: that. when I talk about normality, are we ever going to sit arm in arm in movie theaters again? Are we ever? I mean, how do you and not? That's, a, that's the how choice. Do you not? And that's are the Are you going to put a plexiglass in between every seat at a movie theater, every seat at a sporting event, every seat at a at a you know at the Vegas shows? How are you going to do it? You you. you you can't, you can't put 5,000 people in T-Mobile arena? Well, you well, could
1: start by employing people. Uh, I think this is a potential for job creation if you look at what new – because you could say, oh, we need sanitation crews, like more sanitation crews um, to, to be – always on duty actively on duty i think that's so at the minute you get up from your jobs. seat someone
0: comes and sprays it with lysol Absolutely. Right? Do it at My Absolutely. doctors office yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean no, but th- at a game where you've got no. 40,000 no. people You're sitting gonna, there yeah. i
1: don't see why not you have people after every game after going through the After the game
0: but during the game they get up and they sit down 10 times across in and front of people that's your
1: seat that's fine but what i'm saying is like we there's there's opportunities to do something better than what we used to do sanitation in this country was a joke before like i talk about public sanitation like the way like going into a public bathroom is one of the most disgusting things you'll ever do as a person because it's disgusting nine times out of ten in a public bathroom but sanitation crews 24 hours around the clock like that's a job opportunity for people i mean you want to talk about job creation what do you want to do to fix the problem you have to spend money to do that but i mean the new normal i think is going to be we realize that this is a part of life now just like with the flu we didn't you know change everything just because of the flu we practiced better hygiene we understood how washing your hands is important those kind of things but we didn't change the things that we enjoyed because of the adversity of a sickness that you can or can't may not get or these kind of worries about life and I, one of my 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 coworkers said it plainly she's an older lady and she said you know i don't know when everybody decided that tomorrow was promised and that life is guaranteed to everybody each day I don't know when people decided that, because there's been things that will kill you on this planet. Scarier it's things than in COVID, in my opinion, that I've been exposed to personally because of my profession. There's scarier things out there than COVID that will have the lamest, the average person shaking in their boots at the fact that you're watching somebody's flesh fall off of their skin. Yeah, really. Like, those kinds of things have always existed on this planet, but... Well, because t- we're unaware of them, because they're not, you know, rampantly going. And I'm not saying COVID's like this. I'm not, COVID's an, an unknown thing. It's new. I get it. But when you're talking about the normalcy after this initial wave of, of fear and misunderstanding, um, I think you have to get to the real, realization that death is a part of life. And not saying that I, I wish COVID on anybody or that, you know, we're all doomed to COVID and we should just accept it. But I'm saying that the fear of death is always something that humans are always dealing with. And that's from the beginning of time. And I think we got to get over the fact that when we get to the new normal, we got to get over the fact that you're not going to stop death, no matter how hard you try. You can wear a mask, you can wash your hands, you can do everything right by the book, by what all the medical professors are telling you, and you'll still get COVID. You know, and that that's a reality that may happen because it's impossible to absolutely eradicate death from life. And that's just a, a viewpoint you know that you can look at it from maybe that's what the new normal will look like. I don't know, but we'll see when we get there. Maybe covid goes away, maybe they find a cure, maybe this disappears like SARS did and, and it just never comes back, but we'll see. Well, like Chris said, it's
0: mutating and, and and two things I will say. One with covid-19, to me and and again talking to my dad about this who has been my main guru of, you know, uh, as far as taking advice, the biggest problem with this virus again is that when you have a flu and you catch the flu, you're sick. It's it, There's no flu that doesn't make you sick. COVID has people walking around completely 100% asymptomatic. That is the problem. A person that shows absolutely no signs of anything can infect 20 people around them if they are COVID-19 positive. That is the problem with this virus. And when, th- that's the biggest thing that I don't understand that people don't get is Look what asymptomatic is. It is wicked because you could be sitting right next to your best friend who could be killing you as you're having a mild conversation and never know it. Your best friend may never, ever, ever get sick, not even a fever. That is what this virus is. Some of us have a natural immunity to it, which is really what makes it so scary. And the second thing, uh, before we go to break, I have to ask, you, you referred to one of your coworkers, as, and, and you quoted something she said as an older person. Yeah. So when I quote something, do you tell people, hey, this older guy I work
1: with, do I get referred to as that? Yeah. I, I, if I tell the truth on air, it might damage our friendship. <laughs> 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 no, she's older than you. No, it's It's that. Kind of older okay. where it's like you know she's been in she's at the point in her life where she's accepted her life as what it is okay. and so I can't expect everybody to have this viewpoint but for reference she's that old where life is like kind of like I better never if hear you the take Jesus me now reference. If, if the Lord takes me now I'll be satisfied that's where she is in life right now so it's different. So, you're not there yet. No, I, you not, got, not quite. I got a couple, you got, maybe a year or two. You've got couple years a, cu- a couple, before, year, before a couple years left before I throw you in that <laughs> basket.
0: <laughs> I've got a couple <laughs> years to hang in there. Uh, listen, this is out of line. He's Caleb Harriman. I'm Brian Feldman. We've got Chris Magnum Chapman behind the Wheels of Steel. And, of course, in the green room, uh, our intern extraordinaire, the social media director. The Wheels! Oh, I was, I was waiting for his theme music.
1: Yeah. Nobody beats the Wheels. There it is. Nobody there we go. Beats the there it is. There
0: we go.
2: Well, soccer's on. You know what, what, what's going to no, happen. No, no, you know that? what? I, I, I had the wrong button hit. So oh, you did? I, yeah. Okay.
0: Well, silence is golden sometimes. Listen, we're going to take a real quick break. We'll try to get to nightcap later on, but on the other side, we have Michael Babcock of TMZ Sports and a lot of interesting things to discuss with him. We'll be right back. Fact this. Fact this. If you don't like the facts, take your ass
1: back to bed. Fact this.
0: Yeah, it's a fact. I've been complaining about how UFC fighters are the most underpaid professional athletes on the planet. This is something TMZ Sports' Michael Babcock says is changing thanks to the, for now, retired Conor McGregor.
3: The checks that people are getting now, which are getting increasingly bigger, and the popularity that the sport has seen man, a lot of that, most of that is owed to Condor McGregor. So I do think but that do you- he should be given a little extra leeway where maybe some other fighters shouldn't because he literally built it.
0: Yeah. Um, I- I'm not going to disagree with Michael Babcock, who joins us right now on the Fox sports residential bank corp studio line that, uh, Conor McGregor is responsible for increasing paychecks amongst UFC fighters. But, Michael, I've talked about this for a long time. Probably why I can't get Dana White on the show because I complain about it all the time. I mean, the bottom line is come on. This is a just about billionaire, right? I mean, after taxes and all that, maybe not a billionaire, but uh, it sold for, what, $4 billion, the UFC. So tell me something. When are paychecks going to get real? In the UFC, I know what you said, like I said, I'll agree with you. Conor McGregor really took the sport to a new level. But even the new level, last night the highest paid guy in a main event that probably pay-per-view dollars were through the roof. Usman get, got a half a mil for last night's fight. That's unbelievable.
3: Yeah, very, very different than, uh, than boxing, clearly. And uh, I think, like you guys said before I got on here, it has been getting better. Excuse uh, <laughs> me. If you don't think five hundred thousand dollars is a lot, you should see what the guys and girls used to get, and uh, it pales in comparison even to the five hundred thousand dollars. But uh, I mean, look—it's it's, Dana White has a uh, you know has a, a, a very firm grip on the sport, and uh, there are not a, a, a bunch of different promotions. Obviously, uh, all these guys are under his banner, and uh, I think that's why. Uh, Guys have trouble getting big contracts because uh, there's, there's there's not much competition. There aren't many places that, that they can go and fight, and they have to fight in, in the UFC under their promotion. So I think it's tough. I think I think we will see the numbers continue to creep up, but uh, I don't know that we'll ever see a fight where we're talking about Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor where Floyd's making $300 million. I don't think you'll ever see a UFC fighter approach a figure, anything close to that for a single fight.
1: So when when we talk about the, the salaries of players across other leagues, like the WNBA and the NBA, for instance, which has a, a, a huge disparity in what the players are paid, um, and there's always a percentage that's talked about, a percentage of the revenue that goes to the players. Is there a, a figure on that for the UFC, and is there any, any validity to the fact that the revenue generated – isn't being evenly dispersed among the player or among the athletes, or is it? Is there just a, a Dana says so? So this is how it is, type of thing.
3: Yeah, and like I don't have any figures in front of me. I've seen stuff in the past where uh, the, the promotion was getting a, a a big majority of the of the fight money. Clearly, that's not the case. Um, like I said, for when Floyd Mayweather is fighting, if he's making it, if he's getting three hundred million dollars. Uh, he's getting at, at least a, a good chunk of the revenue from those, from those fights. Uh, I, it's not that way with uh, with the UFC. Like you said, with Kamaru, uh, if, if he made five hundred thousand dollars last night, think how much money the UFC made. That was that was one of the most attractive matchups, uh, of the matchup everyone wanted to see. Leading up to the fight, Dana said that the uh, the, the pay per view numbers were tracking like a Conor McGregor fight, and we know connor has been involved in the biggest UFC event ever, so um, yeah, there, there there is no way that uh, the UFC didn't get a huge majority of the revenue that was made from last night. We know Kamar was the highest paid guy, and uh, and obviously Jorge Masvidal. But as you go to those those early prelim cards uh, or early prelim fights, and uh, and some of the uh, you know the first fights even on the main cards, you have people that are making you know fifty thirty thousand, fifty thousand, seventy five thousand. Not a whole bunch of money considering they're putting their lives on the line. So, yes, the UFC is just taking a huge chunk of the money that is made from these events.
0: Amanda Rebas, twenty four grand for her fight against Paige Van Zandt last night. I mean, $24,000 to get your ass kicked. That's a great thing. He is Michael Babcock. You can see him and hear him all the time on TMZ Sports. I appreciate you joining the show, Michael. And, you know, uh, you know, again, as, as you said, it is it's pretty – you had three uh, main events. basically. Well, the main event, obviously, Usman all was by far the biggest one. But you had two other championship fights. And in one of the championship fights, one guy made under six figures. Peter Yan made $70,000 for last night's fight. Fight. And, again, Dana White probably built three new mansions with what he made on last night's fight. It, it is it is out of whack, and I say this all the time, Michael. I say, you know, in the future, let's see 30 years down the road, we're going to see these guys walking around drooling on the streets. We talk about CTE in the NFL, and I've always said, what is more catastrophic? Two guys wearing protective headgear, granted they're gigantic, running into each other, or a shin bone directly to your temple, which happens all the time in the UFC. The long-term effects of that, I believe are going to be noticed down the road. And these guys don't even have proper pensions in place yet. They really need to get unionized in a bad way. And sooner or later, we'll see that happen. And then people will start getting paid. And one more question on the UFC before we move on. Conor McGregor, yeah. back in June, said he is retiring. We see him driving, riding around on jet skis, his boat, having the time of his life. Dana White says when people want to retire, they should retire, that you're either all in or all out. Dana White, uh, I should say, Conor McGregor has been a cash cow for Dana White and the UFC Dana White be, might be saying that, but he's full of crap. He wants Conor McGregor badly back in the ring, right? The yeah,
3: yeah, absolutely. Who wouldn't want Conor McGregor back? He's undoubtedly the biggest star that the sport has ever seen. And I think deep down, Dana believes that Conor isn't retired. This is the third time that Conor McGregor has said he's retired. He has, Look, he has enough money for him, for his kids, for his kids' kids to live the rest of their life comfortably without ever having to work. So it's not about money anymore, but at it. You know, deep down, Conor McGregor. When you take all the other crap away, and you know some of the things that he's done, and how he acts sometimes, the guy is a fierce competitor who loves fighting. This goes back to when he was a kid, to when he walked into a boxing gym as a as 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 a young man, and he just loves fighting. So, I think at the end of the day, even if Conor believes right now that he's retired, I think that that itch will will return. He is still a young man. He's, he's still he's still young uh, as far as his sport is concerned. So uh, yes, I, I think that I think Dana will offer him fights, and and we know that Conor badly wants revenge against Khabib. I think Conor would love to fight Justin Gaethje. So there are really attractive fights out there. Fights that would make make him a lot of money. I'm not saying he doesn't like the money or want the money. But there are big fights out there. I think Connor will be back, and for sure Dana White wants him
0: back. Well, I Absolutely. think if I'm Connor McGregor, and Michael, I say here's what I, here's what I want. I want on Abu Dhabi, I want it to be McGregor Island rather than Yaz Island. Ch- <laughs> change the name, and I'll come back and watch. It'll be McGregor Island. And Dana White will give him a whopping 0.5% of the revenue <laughs> of that goes on and on. Right. Well,
3: he's asked for That's what he wants. I he's know. Wants, he's wanted a piece of not, not just revenue, he's wanted a piece of the actual company uh, and which is funny because Dana White is, you know, other celebrities. There, there, you know, uh, Tom Brady, uh, Guy Fieri, a bunch of big celebrities have gotten uh, pieces of the company before. So uh, it's it's funny that they haven't been willing to part with uh, a small percentage for one of their biggest fighters. But yeah, we know that's something that Conor wants. It wouldn't shock me if Dana White uh, gave in at some point and actually did Conor give Conor a little piece of ownership. Seriously. Yeah. Know
0: Seriously, name the UFC building out here after him or something, because like you said, he's the biggest draw (laughs) that I can remember. I mean, uh, George St. Pierre was a huge draw back then, but pales in comparison to what Conor McGregor has done to this. All right, moving on. Yesterday, Devin White threw a massive charity event, his second annual, around 2,000 people in Cotton Valley, Louisiana. Um, You know... CoVID-19's out there. What are this little little community in Louisiana thinking about a 2,000 person man, they could have the biggest outbreak of COVID today?
3: Yeah, <laughs> when, we, when we got a tip that this party was gone down and uh, Devin White is from that area in Louisiana there. It's a very small town, like a, a one-stop type of town and uh, you know uh, we were told that he likes to do chat. He likes to have uh, big events and uh, do charity, raise money for that area. Uh, not the wealthiest area, so he wants to help, but uh, odd timing, everything that's going on with COVID, the way it's surging across the country, and, uh, yeah, to have a party out there. Now, I spoke with his people, and uh, there were a couple things they wanted to make clear, that this is, you know, they didn't, this is not, um, you know, 2,000 people in a uh, relatively tiny room indoor. They said, look, this is, he has a, a massive amount of land out there. Uh, we're doing like a horse charity ride. They said, "Sure, there's going to be music, be a party-like atmosphere, but we're going to encourage social distancing. Uh, uh, you know, uh, stay six feet away, wear a mask, wash your hands." So they 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 said at least that they were trying to uh, you know have some safety precautions here and make sure people didn't get sick. Uh, sick. Still, uh, I, I think a lot of people thought it was odd that he didn't just go ahead and postpone this party. Uh, to a time when it's a little bit safer. Now, we talked to the mayor of the town, who happens to be a, a 90 plus year old man, and uh, he said, Look, Devin's from here. Uh, he wants to throw a party. What can we do? I don't know if that's true. It's a weird approach for a mayor to take. I, I imagine if the mayor wanted to stop it, that he probably could have done something to stop it, but that didn't happen. The party of uh, happened as scheduled, and uh, now we just have to wait and hope that nobody gets
0: sick. Well, what mayor of a place called Cotton Valley, Louisiana, is going to want 2,000 people, and the most news he's ever had in his life uh, on that town today, so I'm I'm sure he's happy about that, but surprising Devin would do that. Had a hell of a rookie year last year, started 13 games, 91 tackles, a pick, two and a half sacks, three forced fumbles. This guy's a future star, and on a team that everyone's focused on right now, and now he has 2,000 people over, so he'll go and give Tom Brady COVID-19, the next big story T M C will be breaking has been, and, and rotating over and staying in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes, a casino in Reno, uh, $50 million a year. And I said this early and I stole it off the TMZ website. But if he hit every progressive jackpot in that casino, it would still be less than what he's going to make next year. Why, why bother? That's
3: insane. Insane anything. Right. Why, did, why do any of these guys who are super rich uh, gamble like they do? You know, Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley. We, we, how many athletes love to gamble? And I, I think it's the again, kind of back to their competitive nature. But, yeah, so so Patrick signs this massive deal. Then he gets Travis Kelsey, their two, their girlfriends, and they hop on beautiful private jet, uh, fly to Lake Tahoe. They're playing in this golf tournament. They go, they, they get a boat. They're out there doing fun things on the boat, having a good time. At night, they go, like we see on the video, they're gambling at a casino. So Patrick has really been celebrating. He's been living it up since he signed that $503 billion deal. But, uh, man, who's a bigger star in the NFL right now than Patrick Mahomes? And, uh, He's certainly enjoying himself, and uh, his buddy Travis Kelsey is right there with
0: him. Yeah, well, the biggest gamble wasn't him going to the casino. It's probably throwing something at Travis Kelsey on the golf course. I wouldn't throw anything at Travis Kelsey, <laughs> even if I was his best damn friend. Uh, finally, J.R. Smith in the news again, this time not taking off his shirt, but he's uh, down. Down. They, they make him get off Instagram Live the other day because he is adamantly complaining about the accommodations in the hotel bubble, the newest member of the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, what does he expect? A couple of these guys are complaining; they're not happy with the accommodations, they're not happy with the food, they're not happy with the blankets. Come on, Michael! These prima donnas are killing <laughs> me, man.
3: Right? It, 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 he was. J.R. Smith was just fine through the Lakers. Uh, it, it wasn't only. It was. It was a month ago that we had video of him beating up some guy in the street who had just vandalized his <laughs> car, <laughs> and now J.R. Smith is actually a part of the Los Angeles Lakers. He's got a, a really good chance of winning an NBA title here. And uh, his first day that he's in the NBA bubble out down there in Disney in uh, Orlando, and he's doing this Instagram Live, he's complaining, he's showing the food, and then he gets a call from somebody. And I, I made I make phone calls on this because I wanted to know if it was the Lakers or if it was the NBA who called, but nobody wanted to talk about that. Um, but he gets a call from somebody who says, stop, get off Instagram Live, you're showing too much. And he, Jared Smith, then abruptly ends his Instagram live video where he is complaining about all of the NBA's accommodations. So uh, it did not take J.R. Smith very long to start acting like J.R. Smith. Um, now we'll see. We'll see what happens here. He's got a lot of time left in that bubble. Let's see if he can stay off from social media. Uh, i I wouldn't be surprised though if we have another Instagram live session here sometime soon,
0: oh, guaranteed he'll have his shirt off tomorrow he'll be on he'll be on Instagram live again, like eating something and showing us a piece of moldy bread that he probably forgot was sitting in his room for three days. He's michael Babcock t m z sports love what you do uh really enjoy watching you, Michael. keep up the great work and before I let you go, final prediction i I have been on this bandwagon for a month and a half saying that when it's all said and done. At best, we will see the start of all these professional sports. We'll see the start of the NHL. We'll see the start of Major League Baseball. We'll see the start of the NBA. I don't see, unless these numbers start going backwards. I do not see any of these leagues completing their season, and I have no idea what the hell's going to go on with the NFL, which is right around the corner. Michael, I know you've got your hands on the pulse of all this. I need your prediction, man. Are we going to see professional sports this year, team sports, uh, get to fruition and get to the final and see champions in each one of these sports? Or do you think, like I think, that uh, with the way things are, the direction we're heading, this no, no way are we completing seasons?
3: Yeah, you could absolutely be right about that, Brian. My gut feeling is that if they actually, if a league actually starts, I think things are really going to have to go to hell for them to stop. So if the NBA actually does re-tip off this thing, I think they are going to finish. If, if they don't tip it off and if people continue to get sick, I could definitely see it stopping before it ever started. But I, my gut does tell me if they start that they are not going to stop barring an absolute catastrophe so I guess we'll see what happens. I I could absolutely be wrong. You could be right. I do think if they start, they will finish.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, Araldis Chapman just testing positive for the New York Yankees. We're seeing more and more. There's another superstar going down. And again, I don't see the NBA prima donnas. Number one, they'll be complaining about testing every day, no matter how non-abrasive the test is. And number two, like they're not going to be sneaking women into these facilities from outside of uh, (laughs) the bubble. And uh, that's where I think we're going to have the problems. It's going to be social interaction. interaction you're just not going to keep everyone from not interacting socially there's just no way my opinion i could be wrong he is probably right he is michael babcock tmz sports brother as always man appreciate you
3: thank you brian i appreciate you having me
0: absolutely listen we're going to take a real quick break we'll come back we'll really quickly get through nightcap we've got s and b with c and uh we'll talk a little bit about the nfl Hockey players, as you know,
1: are warriors. They don't give up. They come to play every game. It's time for Nightcap, a cup full
0: of the Vegas Golden Knights. From highlights to interviews to special events, the puck starts here. Phase three is here. The start of training camp is scheduled to begin tomorrow. And that's Vegas Golden Knights along with all the other NHL teams that will be participating in the run for this year's Stanley Cup, if there is one. General Manager Kelly McCrimmon announced uh, today the uh, final, or I should say yesterday, announced the final roster and schedule for the team's 2020 July training camp. And again, um, he is going to be, I guess, in uh, what, an hour and a half after we end the show, he is going to be talking to the media. And I don't know what he's going to be discussing, but it has 100% officially been decided that the two host cities will be Edmonton and Toronto. Uh, As Chris mentioned a long time ago, Canada's getting it right. They've gotten it right, and uh, they don't let U.S. citizens cross
2: the border. I know Detroit, they've shut them down. uh, Yeah, well, states in Mexico are closing their too. Yeah,
0: it's a smart move, but uh, they're going to let the hockey players all come over, and um, and uh, you know the games are supposed to begin on August the first, and um, you know they're going to have a qualifier, sixteen teams uh, playing uh, eight best of five series, and a round robin among the top four teams by points percentage in each conference to determine seeding for the Stanley Cup playoffs. The eight teams that advance from the best of five series will join the top four teams from each conference, and that will determine the playoffs. Uh, Chris, we talked about it. Um, You know, It's getting ready to get started here. I think we are going to, again, like we're seeing in all the other sports, as they all get to camp, we're going to find more positive tests. It's just the way it seems to be going.
2: I, I don't think so because these guys have all been skating in groups for a few weeks now, and there haven't been a ton of positive tests in the NHL. There may be a couple, but I don't think there's going to be a ton. I think the NHL got it right. I think they will finish the season. I think they'll start when they say they're going to start. They nailed it. I mean, maybe it's a little bit of wishful thinking on my part, but and I, and I shouldn't be popping the champagne just yet, <laughs> but I feel like the NHL has kind of followed the model that we've seen with these soccer leagues. You get guys together in small groups. You keep them isolated, and then when it's time, you start your games. I mean, once these soccer leagues have started, no players have tested positive in Europe.
0: Well, you know what's funny, Chris, is the NHL is soccer. You're talking about sports. Number one, with the most international flair. So yes. obviously, we're seeing other countries that have done it right. And number two, NHL players out of the four major sports, without question, have the smallest egos. Not that they don't have. Some of the guys don't have really no, big no, no, egos, but, yeah. like
1: a
2: Sidney Crosby. You're, you're not going to see those guys
1: on Instagram my point is, complaining about the. That's hotel why they'll stay at. together, when, especially when they're staying in Disney World. Freaking, are you kidding me? Yeah. You're staying at Disney World and you're uh, upset about the accommodations. You know, there's people on Earth that haven't been to Disney World and will never be able to afford the luxury of that bubble, and you're going to complain about it. And you just that got, really bothers and, and me. And what's
0: crazy is with J.R. Smith, me. you just got put on a team that
1: does have a very you're, viable you're, you're, chance to win. They handed you a beat. ring. They're handing right. you a championship ring. You get to for, play with LeBron again. You've done again. none of the work. You've done none of, the work. and you're complaining about Man. being trapped at Disney World Man. for Christ. I saw I saw a video of a guy alone at a pool at Disney World Resort. Like it's not like they're shutting down the pool. They're not. They're not. You know, shedding any of that stuff, you could still enjoy and all you know, of that. You know the, and you're going to complain. The about complaint the is probably oh, his, his filet was me.
0: overcooked. His filet yeah. mignon was a little overcooked. Miss me with that? junior you know, they got ridiculous. the part-time chefs going on. There, it's sickening. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll see. Again, the Western Conference teams are going to be playing at uh, Rogers Arena in Edmonton, and the Eastern Conference will be at um, Scotia Bank Arena in Toronto. And uh, everything looks like it's a go. So that's Rocky uh, Caleb S and B with C. The Raiders, uh, they've got a new chaplain.
1: Yeah. So big big news. I, I, not much happened in the NFL. You know, the preseason games got canceled week one and week four of the preseason, obviously. And uh, so that affects Allegiant Stadium's home opening, I guess, a little bit. But um, the only news that's new this week is that really, Randall Cunningham, who is a UNLV graduate, former NFL quarterback for the Eagles, and spent some time with the Vikings, my opinion, a Hall of Famer. But he's um, he he now... still have the
2: record for the longest punt in the NFL?
1: I, I think so. And I think he has the record for the longest pass. I don't know if he still has that record. But one of the greatest plays from scrimmage, when he almost got sacked in the back of the end zone. Fred Barnett had the reception. Yep, and one of the longest plays from scrimmage. But um, he has been hired as a team chaplain for the Raiders. He has his own church here in Las Vegas up in the uh, north, I guess you'd say, or southwest quadrant of the Valley. But um, So he's been named the team chaplain for the Raiders. So that's a big deal for him, Um, for them. I think he's a good guy. He's a great person to have around in the locker room and and. Um, giving those life skill, those that life advice as a team chaplain. So that's what's new with the Raiders this week. The Raiders. In- in,
0: inadvertently another UNLV connection, yeah. Kind of, and, right? And and and, they
1: keep, I'm going to slide right in there one of these days. Yeah, you watch? Well, 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 we got to work I'll be on the that. Team fanboy uh, or something? Yeah. Who knows?
0: And, you know, of course, at one point uh, <laughs> Randall Cunningham, the ultimate weapon, he was called on the cover of Sports Illustrated years ago, yeah. and and uh, you know, really a, a, a super dynamic quarterback in yeah. his day. And uh, you know, if he'd play on better teams, maybe he would have uh, done some better things. Uh, real quickly, one of the things we left off TMZ Sports, and I wanted to make sure to touch on this: that Mark McGuire 70th home run. If you remember back in 1998, the big chase, they just had the big ESPN 30 for 30 on Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire going for uh, the home run record. And of course, uh, Mark McGuire hits his 70th home run. Uh, a sports collector, famous one, one of the most famous ones in our country, Todd McFarland bought the ball for $3 million. Well, that ball today, he might get 300000 for the ball. They say the 62nd home run is actually more valuable than the 70th because, of course, Barry Bronze broke the The record, like two years later, but they say the 62nd, and some uh, some usher at the stadium found the 62nd and gave it to Mark McGuire, Got nothing for it, maybe a signed bat. So that's it. Hey, listen, I want to thank Michael Babcock, TMZ Sports, for joining the show. Always great stuff. My co-host Caleb Herring, Chris Magnum, Chapman behind the wheels of steel, and of course in the Blue Room.
1: That's
0: it. The only intern with his own theme music, Spencer the Wiz Ostrowski. I'm Brian Feldman. This is Out of Line. We're here every Sunday, 8 to 9, Fox Sports Radio, 98.9 FM, 1340 AM. We will be back next week. Bye-bye.